0: If you're gonna like help someone or, I don't know, do something good or do something meaningful or something like that, like it doesn't matter if you're scared or not. like you have a reason to just push through it and.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Mentors. Today we have on Finn Thormar, who's all about the art of doing and documenting the journey. everybody and welcome back to mentors today I have Finn Thormeyer with me thank you so much Finn for being on
0: of course thank you so much
1: all right so I gotta I have to start with um your origin story because I personally because one you're so young and what you're doing now is pretty incredible to me so you can you go back Mm. into um, where you were at one point in your life and where you are now
0: Okay, so 21 years ago, I was in the belly of my mom. No, I not that early. No, I think maybe the most um, interesting point is two, no, one year ago, actually, I was still in college. I was studying physics and philosophy in Germany. And it was, I think it, it, it went how, how it often goes for people in college. Um, I studied because everyone else around me studied like all the people I knew from high school studied, my parents studied, my big sister studied. So for me, it wasn't really a question of whether or not I'm going to study. It's just, it was more the question of what I'm going to study. And physics and philosophy, it just felt like the, the um, way of least resistance, you know? And so I did that, but I didn't really have motivation. You know, I did the minimum amount to not fail, I and pretty much the rest of the time I spend either meeting with people or being at home, playing games, watching videos, you know, all that, that very relaxed life, but also like very meaning, not meaningful life, like what's the word? That's not meaningful, meaningless. I don't know. anyway. <laughs> uh, meaningless. yeah, so um, and at some point, I realized that this wasn't going anywhere, and I always always dreamt about helping people, like just being a person of value, like doing something that makes the world a better place. and I just realized that what I'm doing is just not at all contributing to that. So I dropped out, um, like, it wasn't as um, as one to the next moment as it sounds now. I spent probably a semester of um, part time working and thinking about it and realizing that it's not the right thing to do. And then I told my parents, obviously, they weren't too happy, but they accepted it. And, yeah, I just started to pretty much document my way and, and it started with a regular blog on the website and then it moved from there to social media, Instagram, then YouTube, um, then Anchor, that's how we met and now I'm pretty much doing everything and yeah I'm just documenting my way of trying to figure out how I can help people and and everything I do is just basically trial and error of trying to realize this like Right now, I'm fundraising for a charity and it's because I can help people there and I can grow so much from it itself. But it's not like that's the thing I want to do. It's just a means of realizing this, this, this dream of myself of just like helping people. And that is just currently the way I'm doing it right now. But I know it will not stay that way. And I, We'll figure other stuff out there. That was kind of a long answer, wasn't it?
1: No, not at all. I really enjoyed all of it. It's. It really does sound like you're in the middle of this big journey, not of just a...
0: Always, always in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think I, I will ever get to the end. I mean, at some point, there is an end, obviously, but I hope to never, like... Because then, what after that? Like, what do you do after that? Like, not always, always adapting and seeing what i can
1: do better i know it sounds like so much self discovery actually you know uh speaking of that you said you went from like a very relaxed and meaningless life and then you go you know what this isn't for me and then you jumped onto something yeah. i think a lot of kids or like a lot of people in general don't know how to make that jump because they'll be complacent you know they'll they'll know it's wrong and they'll want to do more or they'll want to do better and they just stay in their sedentary lifestyle so how did yeah. you like push yourself to go do to go do something and how did and how did you go about that
0: it's interesting I'm still trying to figure that out because I want I, I see that for me it did so much and I want to see if I can like replicate it for other people and I think the biggest reason was that prior to that I started listening to well a kind of podcast kind of um live stream of very like right-minded no not right-minded like right action-minded um and it was basically talking about that like that just sitting in your room playing video games is not only like it's it's not really fun for yourself but it's also like I mean, I have the luxury to be able to choose whatever I want to do. You know, I, I wasn't born into poverty or born into slavery or anything of that stuff. Like, I have really the luxury of being born into a situation where I can choose to do anything I want. And if I then make the decision to choose to sit on my ass and do nothing, then that's kind of um, not only egotistical, but just wrong, I feel like. and. Um, so that was prior to that, probably like half a year of listening to that kind of stuff and really thinking about it and, and it made a lot, of, a lot of sense. But the actual moment was really like the moment, like, um I don't know what the term is, like, I don't want to use the word enlightenment, enlightenment, you know, it? it's such a religious term and it was not at all for me, but it actually was like it was from one moment to the next that I said, Nope, this is, this is not cutting it and I'm going to change everything. And I don't know what led to that. Like what were all the things that eventually led to that one point? Um, but I know that, um, yeah, putting yourself in a position of of the, the, the opinions and, and 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 mindset that you want to have, and just, just exposing yourself to it subconsciously, I think so much will happen.
1: Oh yeah, because you know at that point you become conscious of your situation. Because someone who sits down and plays video games for hours on end probably isn't thinking about their life as a whole.
0: Oh yeah, I. But
1: where they're going. But you because you had this podcast and you've been like listening to people over time you've realized the reality of your situation and you want to change. Yeah. Which I find so so cool because not not everyone takes that action. And you know when you're talking about um you you felt enlightened. I think the right word was epiphany.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah, my my English is not that good in terms of like very specific words, but um I think that's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's totally fine. I understand. I can help you out with, with some diction. I promise you. Have you been Have you been traveling a lot? Because I know you've been focusing on helping people. Um, What are all the projects you've gone through since uh, that that epiphany of I need to start doing?
0: Yeah. So actually, like, just in general, and in terms of traveling after high school, I went to New Zealand to work and travel. um, But that's that's kind of irrelevant to the topic right now. And after, kind of after I had this epiphany, (laughs) epiphany, epiphany? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I got it. Um, Nice. (laughs) I actually, like, I lived in Heidelberg at that time because that's where I studied. And after I had the epiphany, I um, moved back to my parents. And because just, I, I didn't need to be at that place because I didn't go to college anymore and it just was, for me, it made sense and was smarter because I saved money for rent. And I think many people would not go back because it, just for other people seeing it, it seems weird at that age to go back to your parents. But I actually don't care, and I enjoy it a lot recently. <laughs> and yeah, in terms of fundraising, like I've been now to um, five different cities in Germany traveling um, from city to city for a week always and so that's also been very nice and interesting to see how people actually are subtly different in all the different cities
1: yeah please please tell me about that because I know a lot of traveling you you notice so much about how people interact
0: yeah so um, because I do fundraising and and like talk to people about charity it's always very very um directional the, the conversation but you the more and more i do I, I really see a difference in north and south um because the more you go to the south the more open people are and i think that reflects kind of like if you go way way up south and out of germany like spain and italy and greek you know that um Mediterranean area um, people are way way more open but you can see that very subtly in Germany and also like in the north people are more direct so they don't talk a lot they want the facts they want to have a chore and so yeah I would say those those things are the main things that you can see but I mean I've only been to five five cities so, probably learn more.
1: Yeah, do you actually see any any reason for that social
0: difference? Um I don't I don't know what I guess like the more you to the south, I mean the weather gets better. It's lit. it just I don't know if it's actually I guess you're more exposed to the very, very open culture of other Um, countries that are to the south of Germany and I don't know that's actually a very interesting question I've not thought about that so much but the actual reason is why people in the north are more um, short worded is that a word short worded Uh, I understand it
1: (laughs) Ah. I understand it I know actually how many languages do you speak
0: Um, well, only English and German and I had French for three years, but I don't speak it like at all. And I can like speak
1: (laughs) Spanish. I understand. I promise you, I took three years of Spanish and I promise you, I can hardly speak it today.
0: Uh, It's so bad because I actually was in New Zealand and there were so many French people and I just could not converse with them. Like I couldn't talk with them because I forgot everything.
1: The crazy thing is, is like I love, I love the fact though that especially in Europe, there's so many different languages, and and like, and even like little kids, they have already know like at least two uh, when they're young, and you just keep expanding on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we learn English from elementary school now, and I think like the Scandinavian countries, they are like they are killing it with the English language, like. Scandinavian people are so good in English. It's crazy, actually.
1: Really? Is there? Is it because their native language is tied closely?
0: or? It's because they have a pretty good edu- education system. Like Finland and Sweden, um, they are pretty big on their education.
1: That's That's honestly pretty awesome. Yeah. I love that. Actually, so how do you not only find these opportunities to travel, how do you find these, like, opportunities to work on all these different projects how are you able to jump from one thing to another and then support yourself through that
0: Hmm. well i think it's just exposing yourself like i started with the first thing that came to my mind which was starting a blog and that was just because i was exposed to podcasts that had a blog so it's just like i was in the bubble of people having blogs so i thought well i must have a blog and so i started blogging and then um of course, through that, you somehow always get connected to Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary Vee. And then through that, I started Instagram. And because I wanted to document more, I started YouTube. And then through Instagram, I met people who did things. And, and I mean, it's just like doing. And then from that, you, you get opportunities and just be open to it. Like, I mean, this interview right now, I, I just started on Anchor and just did it with no intent at all and then randomly met a person called Ava and then she has a podcast and she asked me if I wanted to do this and then just be open to it and just say, yeah, whatever. I've never been on a podcast. I mean, I did now three days ago. You know it, but um, <laughs> it's that's just all I have to do. Like, And the more you do and the faster you act, that's just the, the, the faster new opportunities will come in.
1: So what is, what is acting fast for you?
0: Um, I think it's just spending your day productively. And like, I mean, that, that's the main thing, like not like sleeping for 12 hours and then maybe um, watching YouTube for another three hours. Like if you just spend your day with actually doing things that are productive, that's the main thing. But then also like not overthinking things like, Starting in YouTube, like whenever I have ideas, like also the fundraising, like I didn't like think for a month or whatever if I actually want to do fundraising. Like the moment I had the idea, I pretty much looked up opportunities for it. I applied, and then as as soon as I could, I actually did it. So not pondering too much about does it actually work out? Do I actually want to make a YouTube channel? What do I want to make my first video about? Just make your first video and it, it, it's shit like then you do your second video but it's i think it's always better to do three shit videos instead of one decent video
1: in in odd in an odd way i agree with that and i won't lie to you i've been doing some of that too but the, ba- the difference between you and me is i haven't been putting video content out yet i've just been storing it on my phone and yeah. a bit because of fear actually that's a that's a really great question. How do you how do you overcome some of that fear or that laziness? Cuz well mainly especially for kids right now it's fear. Social media is such a big thing right now. You just don't want to mess up on it.
0: Yeah. I don't know, it's actually like I think and this is nothing new like um Simon Sinek talking about your why. Like if you're sure about why you want to do something, the how becomes pretty I think wasn't it you who posted that quote also?
1: I, in all honesty, I might have because Simon Sinek, I mean, actually even, I can definitely hear your Gary Vee influence, which I admire so much, yeah. um, both of those people. So yes, I think I did post that.
0: I think the, the reason why Gary Vee is so successful is because he just talks truth. Like, it's not opinion what he says, like, it's actual factual truth. And I think, like, if you know why you want to do stuff. So, let's say, you want to make a YouTube channel and for you, the reason why you want to do it is because you want to become famous as a YouTuber and of course you're going to be scared because that's not a good reason. Like just becoming famous, it's not a good reason. But if you want to make a YouTube channel because you think you can help people, then it doesn't like, it, it doesn't change the fact that you might be nervous or that you might be scared to do it, but you just push through it because like, So what, like, I mean, if if you're gonna like help someone or I don't know, do something good or do something meaningful or something like that, like it doesn't matter if you're scared or not, like you have a reason to just push through it and whatever.
1: I, yeah, I I completely agree with you. And I love that because it's such, I feel like it's a difficult thing, maybe the first time, but after you keep rolling, you're entirely right. It just, you're just, you're just simply doing, which I feel like you've gotten into that state of doing.
0: Yeah, and I'm getting more and more into it. Like there's always room to get better, but I think just always reminding yourself of why you want to do. Like if I remind myself that I. Like I have one simple finish line and finish line meaning that when I take my last breath, like I think way too many people have a one year or five year goal. Like I have one goal, my finish line, finish line meaning when I take my last breath and my finish line is that I want to have max out the number of people I have helped. And it's so easy to use that as a, as a proxy whenever I have to make a decision. And so when I have to make a video and I think, well, I'm kind of uncomfortable doing it, or I don't want to do it, or it might be not as funny as I think, then whatever, when I'm doing it, the video, I'm still gonna help more people. So there's no reason to not do it because it doesn't matter that I'm scared. So just having that why and maybe spending time, or I think it's just so important to find your own why and then just reminding yourself.
1: I think the coolest thing, for you is that your why, your reason is beyond yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: It's completely like beyond self intention and it's you just deliberately want to help people. But the thing is is like I see I see meaning of life or like, you know, fulfilling life, being successful. I do see it as um, how many people have you helped? Which is basically something that Navi and Jane said. I love Navi and Jane. Um but I also feel like there is potential meaning or different meanings throughout your life. So like at, one, like at one point in your life, the meaning or that purpose then was for this thing and then so on and so forth. And I feel like you're definitely in that, in that mist of, well, I don't know, you tell me, is there like that, is there that life? is there just like a, how do I put it, attention, attention of what you are and what you want to become? How do you mean? Um, like where you're at right now. Yes. And you and you're satisfied with it, but you also want more. Is there a is there that that internal struggle and to become more? And if so, what is that more?
0: Um, I don't I don't think there's the want to do more. I I think there's the necessity to do more to be able to reach that finish line. But I think. What's, what's so interesting about my personal finish line, and I really like my own personal finish line, because I think it's just like, there, there's no like, first off, I can never reach, you know, there's not a goal, because there's no maximum number, you know? Like, it's not like I want to have helped a thousand people or something, because then there's somewhere a point where I have reached it and and like maxing out the number I can do it every day. Again, like there, there's no difference between me doing it now and me doing it in 50 years because of course, what I'm going to do in 50 years is different. And of course, I'm going to have more resources and be in a better position to help more people, but I'm still going to try to do my best to help people. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm very, very, um, I don't know. I, I, I actually also don't know why I can talk about this so, so, with so much sureness. Um, because I, I, I know I can put it in perspective of me being 21 years old and talking about my finish line, which means when I'm dead, which mm-hmm. is probably in 100 years, <laughs> and me talking about things which will happen in 50 years. I know how it will sound to. To outsiders, and I know how, um, and I don't know how I can be so sure, how I can have the sureness I have right now. Um, but I don't actually know what where I was going with this. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're fine, you're fine. Well, it was, it was basically about that drive, that internal drive. And for you, it definitely seems like that end goal, which to me sounds. You're totally right. To me, it sounds a little crazy because that end goal is so far away.
0: Yeah,
1: and that mo- like that motivation is keeps chugging through. Like, do you ever have like smaller goals? Like, you know, I know you jump from project to project. So, is it like not like, oh, let me do ten projects, but like, let's try to go through as many projects as we can, or let's try to find this many things, or do this or do that many.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's like practicality always needs some goals, and, and people to decide for themselves and surprisingly for me goals are never um, or at least until now not really um, related to numbers so I have a goal of just putting more attention to Instagram right now because I'm seeing the best results from it right now so I want to put more resources into there but it's never like I want to reach that amount of followers or that amount of likes or I want to make that amount of money or it's never numbers it's more like deciding on what I want to put my attention and focus and time and resources in right now. And just in general, doing my best to get better at it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely. I can I can see that because, and honestly, no, I don't, I'm kind of like you in that sense. I don't really care about how many Twitter followers I get or how many retweets or likes I yeah. get or how many people listen to me. All that matters is, And i think you can agree with this too like a uh not a quantity but a quality do you look for that too not in just like of your content but also people of of your audience
0: yeah and i and i think like also what's interesting to always compare yourself with yourself like because you can always compare yourself with other people who are more successful or who have funnier videos or better videos or um, better looking quotes or whatever and um, but just looking at how your videos were a month ago or how you did like a couple of days ago and just seeing whether or not you're better compared compared to that version of yourself if you in the past and and just working on that because that's the only way you can personally grow. yeah it
1: takes like a lot of well, is it just external like oh here's my content let me fix my content or do you also find it on like a um on a self improvement level on like a uh, internal thing
0: Do you mean like with internal like mindset or
1: Mhm like mindset
0: Yeah I think it it applies to anything and um it's interesting like I just recently I thought about like um I forgot the word um actually you have to google it right now um because i think like it's still important to see how you are being perceived like like we just talked about comparing yourself um with the version of yourself and i think that's very important but you also have to be like aware of how you are doing compared to others um and it's called complacent the word complacent Mm -hmm. yeah um I think it's very dangerous and happens often in social media that we become complacent with the type of content we post, because we post something, we get reactions, we see what performs, performs good and what gets good reactions, and we all have to decide what that means, like followers, likes, comments, whatever, and then we start to maybe do content just because of that. Like seeing, okay, this performed well, so I'm just going to do it again in the same way. And that's the danger of becoming complacent. And I always got to remind myself to not do that because it's so easy to fall into the trap of just, because I don't think, because it sometimes can, I have the idea that that will help people. Like if I post a video and it gets a lot of like then I think that helps people most, so I'm just going to make another video very similar to that. And I think that I can help people the most if I just focus on myself right now and do the things and, 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 and create the type of content that matters to me because that's only how I can eventually come to a position where I can really, where I'm actually able to give a lot. And yeah, so the, the difference being complacent and providing value—I think it's
1: very interesting. Yeah, the uh, I, when you get into that complacency, it feels like you're just going to start spinning your wheels, and then no one's really going to want to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, and that's like a that's such a big mess. Which I don't feel like you fall into out of what I've seen you produce, because I think what you do is you document. So every day can be something different if you choose it to be different.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I've fallen into the trap a couple of times, but, yeah, I, I really want to remind myself to not do that. I'll give you an example, like, um, I did a video where I screamed in, inside of a crowd, because when I first did it, I actually wanted to do it myself, because I realized I feel uncomfortable screaming inside of a crowd, just because it's <laughs> a weird thing to do, and everyone sees you. Um, So I wasn't comfortable doing it. So I wanted to just do it to just overcome that feeling. And so I thought, well, I might as well make a video out of that because that makes it even more uncomfortable if I post it afterwards. And of course, that's also why the video performed very well because people like seeing that kind of motivational, inspirational videos where people overcome their fears. And because I got very good reactions, I thought, Okay, I'm just going to do that again. I'm just going to go into another crowd and do it just the same thing again in another city. And that time I didn't do it for myself because I already did it like to overcome that feeling. Like I was still kind of uncomfortable doing it, but the reason why I did it wasn't like the thought process wasn't I have to do that for myself. I just might as well make a video out of that. The thought process was more like Okay I I want to make this again because it performed so well so that so that's actually actually what I really mean with complacency like I just thought I'm going to do it again even though like if I if I didn't um get would have gotten any reactions I wouldn't have done it for myself I did it just for other people
1: so it's like it's produce if you're going to produce anything produce it to better yourself not to just continue to gain more likes and views, like that?
0: Yeah, and and just do whatever you actually want to do. Because for me, I wouldn't have done it just because, I just did it because I wanted to make another video that performed well.
1: I understand that. So what do you say to the kid that doesn't know what they want to do?
0: You mean like, or?
1: yeah yeah, like I <laughs> sadly enough, oh my gosh, you have no idea. I mean, there's kids here, you know whom whom I love. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it's like, what do you love? What do you want to do with your life? Uh, kids are like, I, "I don't know. What do you love? Yeah. I don't know. And it's, I'm not going to entirely blame school because as as we've kind of discussed, there's a point of complacency of just you being lazy and not doing anything that can lead you to that point of not knowing what you want to do. But some people simply haven't found that, like, that passion. Because I feel like that passion for you is, like, helping people. You're driven to do that. Um, so you're driven to, to do it so much so that you want – that's your end goal, to help as many people as possible. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you say to that kid who hasn't figured things out yet?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's very – of course, like, also Gary talks about it, like, just try as many things as possible. Like, you don't know what you might like if you haven't tried it. But I think it's also very important to have in mind that if you want to, like, make a living out of that, it needs to be something where you create. So you can either be in a, in a position where you create or in a position where you consume, you know. And this thing needs to be something where you create. So when you have something and everyone, everyone has something that they enjoy doing, but oftentimes for people it's something where they consume like watching a movie, Um, like just watching sports or reading a book. This is all consumption. The problem is consumption you might enjoy, but the problem is you won't be able to make a living out of that. So you can think about how you can take this thing that you do as a consumption and make something like give it a spin so you start creating. So if you actually enjoy reading books, you could add on top the creation part of writing book reviews. So you, you have still your consumption passion, but you, you create something. Or if you watch movies, you can do movie reviews, or you can sell movies, or you can, um, I don't know, promote movies. But it needs to be something where you create instead of consume. So take anything you like for most people it's consumption that's why they struggle so much and give it a spin so you start creating around it
1: i actually really really like that idea like that's actually that's that's a new concept to me oh my goodness that can be and you're totally right that can that can be easily applied because if you want to take like things a step further you know if you like reading you like reading books Why not make your own book? You know so much about them. Like, why don't you create your own that? Or, like, I mean, there's kids in this class who – one of them, Daniel Isaacs, he's making his own movie, making his own short films. So, you know, just just kids doing things. I I honestly love that idea. That's such a good – that's such a good way to take something. That's
0: the main reason why so many – that's the main reason why why people – some people – have no problem to find their passion and other people struggle so much, because some people just out of luck or out of, I don't know, just enjoy already something where they create. So if you enjoy painting, then you are already in a position where you create. So then it's easy to say, okay, I'm going to become a painter. Or if you make music, then you already are in a position to create. But most people don't enjoy making music. They enjoy listening to music. And then you've got to be a bit creative of thinking how you can like, create instead of consume. And it can be making music, but it also can be anything else around music.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like anything to to stimulate your brain would be good enough, which I, I mean, I entirely love the thought of like, how brains work actually this is a question i really love asking um how does this is a very broad question too how does your brain function i feel like throughout the conversation we've been talking about that subtly but like just in a broad summary how does how does your brain work
0: it works uh looking forward again um always different um, For me, the biggest thing that I realize is that it's very much dependent of how I um do anything else besides thinking, which is eating, moving, sleeping. So I really notice the way I'm thinking and the way my brain works is very much predicated on how I live my life. And so I try to really focus a lot on that because I always, because, you know, I'm no neuroscientist, so I don't know if there's actually like people are born more stupid than others, <laughs> but you can't change it any- anyway. Like if someone's born with like some weird brain that has better connections than another person, then it doesn't matter to think about that anyway, because you ch- can't change it. So be, again, like comparing yourself to yourself, you can only work on yourself and that is by eating healthy, working out. Sleeping well, and that way you can just personally perform better than you usually do. And that's why what I think I try to focus on a lot.
1: And one more quick question Who are your mentors?
0: My mentors, my mentors, ha! Very good question. And now I think I know why this podcast is called that way. Actually, I have very like a couple of like when I actually started, I heard a lot podcast and I think just the regular regular stuff people listen to Lewis House, Tim Ferris, um obviously Gary B, um Tony Robbins, you know, all the big um, personal growth I guess names. Um but I really, really stopped listening to anything. Um even Gary B like Probably Gary Vee is the only person I now follow anymore, like at all. Um, there are no other voices, pretty much. And, and that's what I wanted to do because I want to really um come up with my own ideas and, and but even Gary V, like I think the I think the most interesting thing about Gary V, and I think that's just the person I'm gonna recommend the most because I just think he's um One of the most amazing human beings I've ever seen, just in the way he acts. Um, so anyone can learn so much from him. Um, but I try to listen, not listen to him anymore and only look what he does. So, of course, I'm learning a lot from him. Like whatever he does on, on YouTube or Instagram, when he changes strategies, like what type of videos he posts, like what kind of thumbnails he posts, like very tactical stuff. That's what I'm looking, but I'm trying to not listen listening to him with any kinds of opinions because I want to make my I want want to silence out any other opinions just so I can make up my own. And so ah, you're back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just figured out how to figure to fix everything. No. Uh, I know it was it was a little messy, but thank you so much for putting up with that. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, um, which I'll probably cut some of those odd parts out but uh thank you so thank you so much for being on my podcast Uh, it means the world to me you know your influence of Gary Vee I can definitely see and I think you're doing a great job uh you've really embraced that just do mentality as well as you know documenting creating and you're just you're just chugging along man you're just progressing thanks that's what I'm
0: trying to do
1: and I think and I think you're doing it very successfully. So once again, thank you for having me on the podcast. And thank
0: you so much for having me.
1: I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you like what we're doing, please help us grow by sharing. And if you have any recommendation for future guests, please email me at agwetrick at gmail.com.